Quiet on the set. Action. and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a production of Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie for you really fast based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Shay Roberts, who is a background artist on the 1970s animated Hobbit movie. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who is Paris Hilton's acting coach. And we have Kyle Decker, who is Nick Offerman's eyebrow groomer. Welcome. Listen, I'm hoping to work my way up to mustache groomer, but you know, that's small that is steps. A leap. It's just that above is a leap. you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I have. I don't. Ha- I haven't been given the golden comb yet. Yeah. The theme of this story is a surreal caper. The main character is a spiritual exorcist, and the major event of the story is flashback. All right. Uh, taking you through the story here, um, our our main character is, as we all know, a spiritual exor- exorcist, which is an easier word to write than it is to say. I'm so much more used to like making art with my hands than my mouth, so these meetings are really scary for me. Thank you. Okay, sorry. So our serial exorcist, Bonnie, is, and it's two O's, so it's truly Bonnie, is... It's, she comes from a long line of exorcists. Her family, however, has decided that she's taking the wrong approach to how she performs her exorcism. So we open on her excising a demon-riddled child, because it's always more exciting if it's a child. I mean, that can change if we want to. <gasps> what if it was an old person? Sorry, we'll come back. So she's, she's exercising this child, and, and she has that moment of, like self-doubt because she is trying to reach this child telepathically so she can actually inhabit the mind and share the space with the demon which is just not what her family has taught her so she is actually flashing back to her first exorcism which was actually performed on her by uh, her her aunt mabel is that mabel with two a's or it is it's just it's a the regular spelling okay just double checking Um, yeah. Yep. Thank you for the clarification. It's really this names are important and, and how we right. spell them are important. So yeah. I, I appreciate that you take my words and hear them and oh art. Okay. So if you look at this next storyboard, so so we're in the flashback. We're at Aunt Mabel is by her bed. She is demon riddled. Uh, this this particular demon is a demon by the name of Holler. Uh, and holler, and that is two A's, yes, and two R's at the end, thank you. He is super minor demon, it's, they actually, in her family, invite the demons in, so the, the, their family, like, you can't perform a good exorcism if you haven't experienced a good exorcism, is their whole kind of main frame here, so they actually invite demons into their children, and, and then we see that whole story unfold. So, that's... That's where we're at. All right. Do you have a title for this film? You know, I think it is probably Bonnie's Bottom. 
where she like really hits hot bo- rock bottom. That's it's working title, okay. but I feel really. I'm sorry, I totally Bonnie's bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Ben, you've got uh, some very detailed and actually really nice storyboards and a, a rough draft for Bonnie's bottom, which is a story about an exorcist learning from her own exorcism in the past. What do you think? What what can we do to make this thing happen? Well, I think this is a very interesting film. Ways we can go very experimental with it. I I, I like the the chaos in the script, the 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 raw the raw non understanding of life and the insanity that we live in. I think it is told out of order, which I like. I do not want the audience to ever know when it's flashback and when it's real. So we will not do the black and white. Some people like to do the black and white when they go into flashback. I shall not do the black and white. We shall flip back and forth, back and forth. I would like it to be in French, if possible. It will make a disconnect with audiences, which adds to what we want here. Usually you do not want a disconnect, but we want them to not understand because Bonnie does not know if she is in the past or the present. We want the audience to know, not understand if they are in the past or the present. So it'll be in French, but we shall not get French actors. There will be a somewhat of an awkwardness there. Bonnie shall be played by Jennifer Lawrence. I think she is underused nowadays. So having her in it will be interesting. Aunt Mabel will be played by by Rosemary Harris. She played Aunt May. Yes! We shall get the Spider-Man audiences to watch this movie. They will come in expecting one thing and they shall learn appreciation for film in new ways. Demon Holler. Demon Holler should be played by The Rock. I think he has good range. He should play the Demon Holler. Anyone can play the Demon Holler, but we shall get The Rock to play the Demon Holler. Is this going to be motion capture, or is it going to be like a, a costume with prosthetics, or is it just going to be like a voice? This shall be prosthetics. Shall use prosthetics to make the demon holler. CGI will be used sparingly to use the magic effects. The magic effects when spiritual exorcism is happening, we shall use that. I want. I am reminded by the black and white French new wave films. When we are going back, I want very experimental footage of apples falling over and balloons popping. It will make you think. I do not want to tell the audience what you think. I want to give them everything and let them choose what to interpret. All right. So, Kyle, you've got a a draft, (laughs) some storyboards, and a, a rather intense proposal for how to get Bonnie's bottom made. What do you think? I thought it was a very bold move by the studio to hire the mentally handicapped and our director. So, you know, but that's just my opinion of French people, you know. Yeah, we're getting rid of all that, like, balloon popping crap, because I don't know what this is. This ain't no Bozo's Circus show. This is a Hollywood movie. Also, bad news, uh, I did some research. The uh, title, Bonnie's Bottom, is actually already an uh, adult film. This isn't a... We want and, this film and, for adults. And, and it's okay. It's copyrighted, and the, uh, the, oh. the adult studios threaten legal action. Oh. They probably won't win. They don't care to win. They just want the publicity. 
and we're not going to give it to them. So we need a new title. I don't care what it is. Also, test audience keep calling her Booney with the two O's. So we might consider just putting two A's in there or just spelling her name like normal freaking human beings. That's just, that's an option too. Could replace one of the A's with an H. All right, yeah. So what we got here, we got kind of a low-budget horror film that's a character study, so we, we don't have much of a budget. We only have about $15 million. So I'm afraid Jennifer Lawrence and The Rock... We can't afford them. What are they doing? Like, like, they're doing lots. I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in like 40 movies a year. And Jennifer Lawrence is kind of a big deal. So uh, uh, we're going to do Melissa Joan Hart for Bonnie. And we're going we're gonna to do... So these guys aren't doing a whole lot, but they're, they're good. And they got experience playing demons. So in the prosthetic suit, we're going to get the one, the only Doug Jones. But doing the voice of Holler, because he needs to be a big, bombastic, over-the-top, Ron Perlman. So we're going to have a, a Hellboy team-up for one character. Aunt Mabel, totally fine. Rosemary Harris, she literally is... I don't even... Is she still alive? We should maybe check that. If not, we'll just I, get... I, I saw Rogue One. We can bring her back either way. Yeah, we're not doing that. We don't have the budget. So if not, we'll just get Betty White if she's not alive. And we'll just use Betty White. Uh, so, yeah... You got $15 million. Change the title because I don't feel like hiring lawyers other than like the one we have. And he's just an intern like from the law firm because we're on a small budget. But change the title mostly. Maybe consider changing the spelling of Bonnie's name. She kind of sounds... If we do double A, I just realize people think it's a sheet movie. So we might want to maybe... I'm okay with like maybe we can use like an umlaut or something in there for the spelling of her name if you want to get all crazy with it that's fine but if we do the double O people think it's Booney and like I said it can't be Bonnie's bottom because it's already a, an adult flick I can't attest to the quality of that adult flick but I'm guessing it's not great because they're suing us so that's all I got all right so Shay you've got some revisions you've got some money and some big names attached where do you go with your story from here uh, I want to talk about the names first, because names are really important to this story. I'm really bummed that somebody's already using Bonnie's Bottom. And for a smut film? Ugh, oh, that's shocking. But we can't really compete with their output on a yearly basis. Um, I like the umlaut idea best, because I'd like to stay away from A's, because our audience isn't cheap. So let's go with an a B umlauted O double N E S. And I don't know what she's possessing. There's an apostrophe. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna think about the title. Um The Chaos that you spoke of, I I like. I like this chaos that you're bringing in. It reminds me when you say all color, it reminds me of of what we were doing when we were drawing in all the little trees and like the lonely mountain back back in my days on The Hobbit, and it just, it brings such joy to my my body. And it makes me, makes me, like, worry, though, like, if we're going with chaos and horror, that we're coming away from, like, the joy of working in the family trade and the struggle between wanting to do it your own way and, you know, and telepathically connecting with your with your 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 exorcism patient and 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 that joy and community that comes out of that i think we're getting away from that a little bit um so alienating the audience feels unimportant as a choice so but but the balloons and the apples sound really great i'd really like to maybe 
continue that conversation. Can we can we still get that small child from from the M Night Shyamalan movies? The the little guy with who sees ghosts. Like, is he available for the children in this? He's like a big fat middle aged guy now. What? Yeah. No. He, he kind of looks like Al Borland from Home Improvement. Wasn't that now. movie like a year ago? Decade, year, two decades, what? something like that. Yeah. Ah. What about the what about the the kid from Home Alone? Oh wait, no, that was longer. Hmm. Maybe we'll talk to who they had play the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Anyway, sorry, that's your job. I just get excited about kids in films because I think it just grows such opportunities for them. Wow, fifteen million. Okay. All right. So Ben, you've got some more revisions. You've got uh, change in emphasis in terms of the story. What comes next? So first off, for child, I have a cousin son named Johnny. He a, can a cousin's son? Is that a weird French thing? Is uh, my cousin's son oh, okay. is is a kid named Johnny. He, he he can play it. He has no acting, but you know, kids are natural actors. Has Ki- kids because they pretend. They do not. We do not. It is okay. We will get this child Johnny, and he shall be great. We shall tell him to pretend, and the naturalness shall flow from there. Now. With that in mind, you say you want more of family joy? Yeah, and the community feeling. Right. Okay, so when I look at community, I see a network that people use to survive together. And when are those bonds strongest? In times of trouble? Yes, in times of trouble. So, taking what we... We have not... When I filmed, I never said what period this takes place in, okay? This will be in in Vietnam War. In American American part of Vietnam War, so there's trouble in the family, and everyone is uh, Aunt Mabel is is pro-war, and and Ba or Bani does not, and that 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 is the rift. That is the rift, and that was what brings them together. That it might rift. be Bernie with the umlaut now. The Bernie. Yeah. Bernie. Cl- clarification. I, I cannot pronounce it with my French, Jamaican, Denmarkian <laughs> accent. You could switch the, the umlaut to like an accent grave or accent I, I do. I do not do. I do not do umlauts. Right. Cl- clarification on your timeline is that so the flashback is the Vietnam because that's when we see Aunt Mabel is doing oh, this flashback. Yes, yes. It, flashback is in Vietnam, right. uh, present day is later so uh we do this uh we get johnny he's good kid i came to his birthday once he's good kid you say do not want to alienate audiences but i feel like everyone has a connection with the vietnam war today (laughs) i feel like it is well entrenched in our national uh your natural pride National pride. We French, we got out of that right away. We don't, we didn't care enough. But but you decide to stick around, so whatever. So that will help bring audiences more. We shall have monologues to camera more also. So they are saying, hello audience, this is a tough time that I am in. Perhaps you can relate. Something like that. I, I shall let actors improvise. I shall let Johnny improvise. He, he shall ask the audience, hello, I am Johnny. Please watch my movie. So I can go get ice cream. Okay. So Kyle, you've got uh, some more revisions on your desk. Some more details about what your your creative team is doing here. Uh, what's gonna happen? All right. So we don't have a budget for Johnny, so he's just cut. Just like Johnny. Like, Johnny does not need to get paid. No, there's laws against that. Um, so you can invite him on set. He can eat at the craft services table. 
but he will not be. We, we don't. We cannot spend. We're filming this digital, by the way. Uh, but we can't even spare the SD cards to film his likeness. Like, just we don't have that kind of money. We spent way more money on the holler suit than we probably should have, so we need more holler scenes. There's only like three good holler scenes showing the suit. We need that to be like ten, because I'm going to market this as kind of a monster flick. And uh, I, I, did, I did some looking. Rosemary Harris is retired, so we are going to go Betty White. So we're going to get Betty White. She's going to kill Holler in the last scene with a shotgun, and she's going to give a pithy quote just before she blows his head off. That'll so We can put that in the trailer. We, can just have, we won't show who she's shooting, but the trailer will just have her holding a double-barreled shotgun. She says something like, Take a piece of this old broad, and then blows him up. You know, something. We'll work on it. We'll let Betty White work her magic on that. Like, she's an auteur. You know, we'll let her do what she wants. I just realized if we're doing flashbacks, Melissa Joan Hart can definitely play the present day. Ba, Boone, whatever her name is. The, the, the actors of the B lady. On, on. Uh, but we need a younger, like, flashback to play Bonnie. So we get Ellie Fanning, Dakota Fanning's younger sister. Play She can play a young Melissa Joan Hart. They're both blonde. That works, I think. And she's got some acting chops. She was in that Maleficent movie. So, you know, she's got some chops. But we can still get her for cheap because she's, you know, still young and still trying to make her name. And we'll sell this as an indie flick. We'll, we'll shop it at, like, Horror Fest and everything first. Really play up the horror movie stuff, even though it's more experimental, surreal, artsy stuff, which means the indie movie and, and film critic will hopefully eat it up. We have the nice mix of great practical effects and some blood splatter with all your artsy-fartsy crap. Maybe that'll make some kind of combination to where the indie film crowd just eats that crap up. I don't understand. It's not American to have artsy-fartsy crap in horror movies, but who am I? we got a French director. Of course, it's not going to be an American movie. Whose fault is that? The director's. So if I have to, I'll throw him under the bus. Just blame him. Like, he just, this guy doesn't know how American movies are made. That's how I'm going to pitch it if it goes south. You know, but I'll just hold that in my back pocket. Like I'll be his best cheerleader as long as the film's doing well. If we can sell it to distribution rights to a bigger company and make even, we'll break even, we'll be fine. So yeah, but uh, I, I think having you know, and the indie world loves us them some Doug Jones and Ron Perlman, so it should be pretty good. So hopefully we're gonna hit the indie market, play up the horror stuff, but let you do your RC fartsy crap. All right, so I'm plugging it into the movie machine here. Uh, which sounds like Betty White and a shotgun. We pull the lever. When down. Betty White says she wants a cup of coffee, you get her a, a cup of coffee. So, I got good news and bad news, you guys. The the bad news is that your movie does not get distributed. The <laughs> the cut comes in, Kyle. You just can't you can't pull the trigger. That's too much money to spend on this movie. However, there is an upside to this. You do get a call from uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, and they they heard you were working on a movie that had Betty White and Ron Perlman and Doug Jones in a suit in it, and they're they're ready to, to play ball with you. So they they casually take it off your hands, and through that, you other than Sharknado, you become the the highest grossing Sci-Fi original film that it goes through. Now, granted, that's like nothing, but. You, you bake just barely over what your original amount was, and you no longer own the rights to it at this point. But you get a little something out of it, and you can continue to work in Hollywood if you would like. And, you know, people at horror conventions do like the movie because they watch sci-fi originals and like creature suits and stuff like that. Indie horror and sci-fi film director Sandy Calora says, this movie was tolerable. So with that in mind, you can now use your, your remaining time to reflect or you can use some movie machine time magic to go back and make some last-minute changes, starting with Shay. 
I think what this story really needs is the Bonnie Holler romance. I think they had that connection when they were young. Betty, I mean, Aunt Mabel, played by Betty White, doesn't fully exercise Holler. So we see Holler come back in other flashbacks and they fall in love and there's a huge rift when Betty White shoots him. And I think the line, the pithy line, isn't to the demon, it's to Melissa, or uh, to Bonnie. It's, that's not how exorcism works in this family. I think that's where we're going. I think that's just, it just feels, feels natural. Feels like where we've come to. Yeah, I like that. All right. Ben, any last minute changes? I feel that this film did not cater enough to American audience. So, I shall put in more things for American audiences. We shall have cheeseburgers in the film. They will be eating cheeseburgers. There is a scene where they are eating fine wine. They shall now be eating Coca-Cola or drinking Coca-Cola. We shall insert... There are paintings. We shall insert pictures of Ronald Reagan there instead. Appeal to uh, Ronald Reagan moviegoers. Appeal to them. Uh, Throw in, uh, during exorcism scenes, throw in images of capitalist pigs. We shall have pigs and they are wearing uh, Monopoly manacles and driving around with money. They are capitalists. We shall appeal to these people. They will watch the film and they shall understand this, I am an American, and I see this film, and I understand this film now. I think when they see that now, it will help bridge the gap between them. Sci-fi. People, uh, this appeal to sci-fi? I should add more sci-fi. Spaceship. We should have flying saucer. Should have flying saucer in scene. It does not need to be expensive. We, sh- we can get actual saucer, just dangle it far enough away. No one will notice. There. Make it a secret, though. So people who see it do not realize they are seeing flying saucer until later rumors spread that there's a flying saucer in the movie. They watch it again to see the flying saucer. Make whole conspiracy blogs. This will appeal to these people. Make the connection. And hopefully they shall learn about themselves. All right. So uh, this is Ben Lusen. Good night. All right. So Kyle. What do you want to use your time for? Well, so I've been working with the Sci-Fi Channel how to punch this up, make it more, you know, along the lines, the hallowed films of the Sharknado trilogy. And uh, first off, we uh, made a secret call to INS because we found out the director was here illegally. We had him deported before he could make all his stupid changes. He was kind of onto something with the... uh, with all the his version of American stuff, but we're going to set this in the 80s. 80s nostalgia is kind of at an all-time high, so we're going to just set it firmly in the 80s. We're actually going to get rid of the exorcism stuff. Like, Holler's just going to be a straight-up demon. Because we never came up with a new title of the film, we're going to really capitalize on Betty White. We're going to hinge the franchise on her, and the uh, the uh, the series is going to be called Shotgun Betty. And uh, Not Betty's bottom? No, no. That... No, that's actually also an adult film. So it's going to be Shotgun Betty, and it's literally going to be, uh, in the first movie, it's going to be uh, 
Melissa Joan Hart, and because uh, that really you know appeals to the Sabrina Teenage Witch fans, and Betty White teaming up to kill demons. There's hunting demons in this '80s town. That's we 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 were able to use about thirty or forty percent of the footage from the original film, and then we just on a micro budget filmed a whole bunch of other like action shots and a bunch of cheap CGI to get the rest of the film fitted for CGI. We've already scheduled two sequels: Shotgun Betty Two and Shotgun Betty Three. Let me holla at you. Just huge successes. Uh, those uh, Melissa Joan Hart, we unfortunately couldn't get her, uh, but we got Casper Van Dyme to team up with Betty White because he's kind of a sci-fi, just like regular. Like that guy works for nothing as long as he's shooting weird aliens or monsters in rubber suits. Casper Van Dyme's a happy man. And so as we got, we got a nice little like, like it's not quite Sharknado, but the DVD sales and Blu-ray sales and stream sales have been great for Shotgun Betty, and I'm pretty happy about that. So and and that's going to be the title going forward. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. All right. Well, with, with those changes in mind, you're you're no longer the second highest grossing movie in uh, Sci-Fi Channel history. Uh, you're now down to the fifth because you have made it much more like the other schlock that's on the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. So it was less, less likely to be noticed. But you do get to keep working because the Sci-Fi Channel still rewards you for bringing some big names onto their channel. So you, you continue to work, you continue to do what you need to do. Unfortunately, Shotgun Betty is also the title of an adult movie, however. <laughs> so you are forced to change the title a third time at some point before it releases. It's called a Double Barrel Betty movie set. Okay. It's probably also a porn title, <laughs> now that I think about it. And so there you have it, folks, Double Barrel Betty. And to wrap it all up and seal it off with a nice little bow, we have a quote of wisdom from our divine sage, Guy Fieri. That cheek meat is some of the most flavorful among all of the swine. Have a good one.